this is my God and I'm going to listen to him and not myself and not all these other people and voices. Jesus said, if you hear these words that I'm telling you to do, your house will not fall. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. I want to talk to you today about Bible promises to live by. How do you make decisions in your life? Have you got counsel that you go to? Who gives you advice? By what values or standards are you living by? How do you find comfort in this life or peace? How do you find understanding in this life? What's your purpose? What's your mission? What's the will of God for your life? Do you follow what's popular or what your friends are saying? Do you follow what culture wants you to act like? Or do you follow the Bible? Well, I'm here to tell you that the source of your decision-making should not be man's wisdom. It should be God's wisdom. It should be in the Bible and through the Holy Spirit that you and I make all of our decisions. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is a very exciting message because it will let you understand that God is our source, and He wants to have us understand the truth of His Word and how to look at things from His perspective and not ours or the world's or their cultures. We're supposed to be sticking with the Bible and His Word, because He is a holy God, and He expects us to live holy life here on earth. Well, let's pray about this right now. Dear Heavenly Father, anything that comes out of my lips or heart, let it be edifying and glorifying to You, and let it be inspirational and encouraging to this audience. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you will turn with me to Matthew 7, I'd like to read this. This is verse 24. In Matthew 7, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the torrents raged, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. And so Jesus is telling his disciples and everyone that was listening, you need to put your faith, your trust and your decision-making and the way you live, you need to put that trust in the Bible and the Word of God and not in man. Because he said, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine, what words was he talking about? Well, the Bible is filled of Bible promises that God created for man, ways to live, how to be blessed, how to have favor, how to make more money. That's true. How to be prosperous how to have favor with God and man. These are the things of the Bible. How to forgive people, how to treat your neighbor, how to love others, how to love yourself, how to love your spouse, how to love your friend, how to love strangers. This comes out of the Bible, but it's usually direct opposite from what the world says. Now, Jesus also tells us what not to do. In Matthew 7, again, in verse 26 and 27, he says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the torrents raged, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was its collapse. 
And I'm telling you right now, when I meet someone who's got a torn up Bible and is dedicated to going to church and they love the Lord with all their heart and all their soul and they're not a prideful person, but they will kneel down and say, this is the one true God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. This is my God and I'm going to listen to him and not myself and not all these other people and voices. That person is putting, doing exactly what Matthew 7, 24 and 25 says that Jesus said, if you hear these words that I'm telling you to do and you do them, your house will not fall. You know, I've lived a long time. And when I tell you something, I'm telling you from experience with the Lord and my life experience. And through this life, I've had many trials and I know that all of us go through trials. But guess what? God has been with me every time to rescue me and my family, to help us, to get us through to the other side. And here we are today, 35 years later, after teaching the Bible for 35 years, I thank God that I'm still here and I can do this. And what an honor it is to share everything with you that I've learned and still learning. I'm still learning. You think you know so much about the Bible, maybe, but you look at it, and the more you know, the more you don't know. In a way, you've got to keep investigating, keep researching, keep reading it, keep asking God to uh, guide you and lead you and let you understand the Word. And so, and this is very clear in the Bible, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who put his house on the shifting sands, and when that rain came, that house fell like that. And I'm telling you, I've got so many examples around me of people who, when I really became a dedicated Christian, I'm just telling you the facts. When I really dedicated my life way back in 1983, and I turned away from the world and I started just absolutely going to church every time the door opened. I didn't care if it was Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Sunday night, Saturday night. Whenever they had a service, me and Donna were there. And I'm so thankful I did because it changed my life when Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, I want you to have life and have it more abundantly. That's exactly what he means. And, and he's telling us, this is the way you should go. So if you're a Christian and you're on your way to heaven because you've confessed him as Lord and Savior, and he's living in your heart, dedicate yourself to become more like Christ by reading the word, trusting the Bible, and building your house, not on what the world says today. You know, the world right now is trying to edify sin and trying to get sin approved. But listen, it's not my word. The word of God is against that. We serve a holy God, and we must be holy unto him, and we must follow what he says and fall under his authority and not anyone else's. And, of course, the third point I have is the word of God is our playbook. You know, if you play sports at all, you have to have a playbook. You have to know the plays. You can't go into a game and with 25 seconds left in the game and not know the play. And when I played football, and I wasn't good at all, by the way, but I'll tell you what, I loved the game, and I did learn the plays. And when they say hut, hut, two, hut, three, and then they say right, 44, I went right, 
and through the fourth hole with the ball. Guess what? If I didn't know the play, I wouldn't have blockers in front of me, and I'd be standing in the wrong place, and everybody would tackle me. It's the same thing with the Lord Jesus. He's giving us this playbook, Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing and soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. What I thought was true in my 20s, <laughs> it wasn't true. And the Bible straightened me out. God came to me through the Holy Spirit and confirmed that the Bible is absolute truth. My whole life it has been proven out that His Word is absolute truth. So when I teach you, I'm teaching you from the Word of God. I'm going directly from the Word of the Lord and not my words. And so this living Word of God is active. Even though you can read a scripture over a hundred times or a thousand times, God will tell you what that means to you at the time you read it in the season that you're in. Listen to me. That Word of God is active and it's alive and it was inspired by God and it was written by God through men. And God knew what he was doing, and it's the truth of his word. The word of God is an offensive weapon against the enemy. In Ephesians six seventeen, it says, And the sword of the Spirit, that's a sword, the sword of the Spirit, the thing that can slay the enemy in your life, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. You know, when the devil comes to me and tells me something terrible, and he will talk to you, it's that voice that you hear, oh, you're not going to make it. It's not going to work out for you. There's no way you can get over this one. This valley is too big. This sickness is too terrible. This financial difficulty is too much. It's impossible. You'll never do it. You'll never make it. That's what the devil will come and tell you. But the Word of God does not tell you that. The Word of God says, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, not plans of calamity, but plans of success. You see the difference. And people are believing what they hear in their head or see on the news. If you're a Christian, get into that Bible. It is gold. It is more precious than gold and silver. And the Bible promises 3,000 promises that are absolute truth, and God cannot lie, and He will make it happen for you. I love these Bible promises to live by. Why do you see so many Christians out here so defeated and so negative and sorrowful, and they spend about one minute in the Word of God, and they spend all their time looking at YouTube, listening to the radio, watching TV, and their mind is filled with all this junk. And if they would take time out every day to fill their mind with the Word of God, this live and active Word would ignite a passion and flame in their life that would guide them and lead them. That's the source. That's God, the Holy Spirit. And His Word teaches us how we can overcome. Trust God. That's another one. I love Proverbs chapter 3. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. In other words, He's promised to make all these tough times that you're going through. He'll help you to solve the problems. He'll make things work out for you as you trust Him and work with Him. When I have a relationship with someone, I have to spend time with them. And I have to go to lunch. Or maybe we have to go out to a dinner together. But you have to spend time with the Lord in order to get strong and fill your heart with His Word and your mind and your soul with His Spirit. 
And then, of course, God will not let you down. Listen to this. It says in the Bible, it says, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is of as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. Psalm 36, 5 through 7. See, this explains a lot to everyone. God loves you so much that he wants you to know his word, and then he's going to help you, and he will not let you down. All of his promises are true. And then bring your burdens to Jesus. This is my last point for you to today. You don't have to fear. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to be negative. You don't have to wonder if you're going to make it. All that is just the what-ifs, and it's just not going to occur. Listen, trust the one true God. You can trust Him with your whole life, and if you'll be dedicated to Him through the Word of God, and you'll trust His Bible promises, you will have the most wonderful life, and everybody that you know will see the light of Jesus in you, and they'll see how God works with you, and then they'll want what you have. Let me tell you, they'll want that special light, the light of the world that lives inside of you. Well, I hope you like this lesson today about Bible promises. I challenge you, get into the Word of God every day and make sure you study it to be a good workman approved by God and so that you can stand on the solid rock and your family and your house will not fall because you trust in Jesus and nothing else. Oh, friend. What a great Savior we have. Well, let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for my brother or sister out here, and I just ask, Lord, that you enlighten them. Just like Jesus said, the Word, when we learn this Word, it will set us free. Help us forgive ourselves for our inequities. After the Lord has forgiven us, then we can become whole because we forgive ourselves of our past sins. We become this whole person in Christ through the Word of God and through His Holy Spirit. And we can have great impact out here because we're not following the whims of the world and the latest pop culture of what people think is right. No, we're standing on the Word of God and what works and what's true and what's truthful. Help them to understand, to read the Word every day, to fill their heart. And we thank you for this message today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, keep coming back to EncouragingMoments.com for free resources with us. We love you in the Lord. Until next time, be encouraged. For more Encouraging Moments, go to EncouragingMoments.com or on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.